Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Marooned on a desolate planet, he is a soldier. Alone with his enemy. Don't you understand English, code face? I don't love you and you don't love me. We're stranded here, you understand? His suspicion will change <laughs> to tolerance. You saved my life. Why? I need to look at another face, even as ugly as yours. Tolerance will lead to friendship. We should open up a little place here. I could ruin the food. You could scare away the customers. <laughs> and with that friendship will come an overwhelming responsibility. You must be a parent. Don't get around, Jerry. You must pick my place. Protecting a life he values more than his own. Dennis Quaid, Louis Gossett Jr., Wolfgang Peterson's Enemy Mine. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Oh, yeah. 
where 80s films seem to be the norm. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can't get out of it. We just we can't fucking get out of it. I hope you have a challenge for me that's out of the 80s. I know you do. N- no, this was my challenge to you. I know. What? I'm, I I know you hope I have a... Oh, 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 I thought you were saying you know... Okay, never mind. I, I misheard what you said. You misunderstood. You heard what I said. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that, that's that's one way to put it. <laughs> the right the right way, yeah. Yeah. So this week we're reviewing my challenge to Scott of Enemy Mine. Uh, the challenge, the association is that uh, Grig, it was Grig, right, from the Last Starfighter. That is correct, Grig. Uh, all I kept thinking of uh, when I saw him on screen was Lou Gossett, Lou Gossett's character, uh, Jerry, or uh, Jeriba Shigan, from Enemy Mine. They, right. like, scaly, got this, like, turtle shell kind of scaly thing going on. That's all I kept thinking of. Even the movie poster, uh, you don't really see, like, the back of his head. You see more of the profile, and it's, they, they could be, tw- they could be brothers. It's all I kept thinking of mm-hmm. uh, watching uh, Last Starfighter was enemy mine so that's how i challenged scott to this and that's why we're here that's why we're here um now this of course came on the heels of never-ending story also directed by wolfgang peterson yeah and looking at his resume of films Mm -hmm. i think he i don't even want to say peaked with a never-ending story i think that's just the best thing he ever did well he switched gears he did fantasy and sci-fi I go, I mean, we're, we're, let's let's go backtrack. Das right. Boot. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then he broke it, and then it's like, oh, let me break into American film. How? Make a shitty fantasy film for kids. Then he makes a, sh- uh, a sh- well, not shitty. No, uh, never-ending story. It, it, it's... I mean, enemy mind. I mean, enemy mind. Not not a not oh, a shitty, oh, but a sci-fi oh, oh. film. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, then he just ends up doing all of these typical military-type movies. Uh, Perfect Storm, which I didn't care for, and then the no. last thing he does in America is the fucking god awful Poseidon Adventure remake. God, that's a few years now. That's the last thing he did. Uh, the last American thing he did. Oh, okay. <clears throat> he just Poseidon, did a, something Poseidon, else. Poseidon was that like oh seven, oh eight, something like that. Oh six. Oh six. Oh six. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ! It hasn't made an American film in over ten years. No. Oh. <clears throat> he wasn't really batting a thousand when he was making them, so fuck it. Well, aside from Das Boot, um, <clears throat> which Pardon I've me. seen once, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. And I have the director's cut. Yeah, I've seen it too. And um, yeah, I, yeah, that's one of those films. Uh, oh, I should I should watch this. Okay, now I've watched this. And I, I have like the the super bit DVD edition. Those are the ones that they they were charging thirty, forty, fifty bucks for on DVD because it had like the. Uh, it didn't have improved picture, but they always—that's what they always advertise it as. And like DTS sound, six point one or seven point one DTS, and it just—you know what? There's only so many lines of resolution that DVDs can push out. Who are you fucking kidding? Yeah, I have it because I got it in a bargain bin. I didn't pay thirty or forty dollars for Das Boot. I think I paid eight dollars for it. Well, but I've you, seen it once, and I don't need to see it again. Yeah, I just, even the ending is like. All right, yeah, okay. Now, Never Ending Story, on the other hand, grew up with that. Still, with it. still love that film to this day. Um, 
Spawn two shitty sequels, which I've never seen. Um, I saw part of the second one and then I stopped. Isn't uh, this, that was it. the second one? I don't know if it's the second or the third one, but the father in that is the guy that played the Flash in the TV show in the early nineties. I'm pretty sure it's the second one. Oh God! <laughs> I, I could look it. I could look it up and confirm it, but I don't want to. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's the second one. Oh dear Lord! Because <laughs> I remember that was the thing too. Oh yeah, the guy from the Flash. <laughs> Man, and you know what? It's it's mentioning Which, that they're still like, making TV shows for that, and it, it still sucks. Making TV shows for what? N- for never the Flash. Story? No, for the Flash. Oh, Flash. well, what I was about to say was, you look at all these superhero TV shows that are out now. There's like what a dozen of them. And uh, more than, like a handful of them are on the WWWB, and they all blow. Well, I haven't watched any of them, but all I'm going to say is, remember how big of a deal it was when the Flash TV show came out? Huge. It's like, oh, a superhero car- TV show, finally. And then it's like, oh, okay. So they sculpted muscles into the suit, and now he just like runs fast every episode. What? <laughs> whose idea was this? Yeah, I think like the first couple when he gets his powers, he he goes to break the speed barrier, and it's like, who Have- cares? Who have you cares? actually seen? Yeah, and, they got, and of course they got this like soap opera actor, and, and they had to make sure like the first episode, like he, all his clothing's torn up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, okay. I thought you were making this for fanboys. Who the fuck, you know? No, uh, this is like nineteen ninety four. Have you actually watched the, the the current Flash TV show? I've seen bits and pieces, and I always just change the channel. I oh, just I can't I, watch any of that shit. Can't watch I, Gotham. I can't watch that. Supergirl sucks. It, it just well, you know what? They're all bad. But, uh, you, you say it sucks. Have you watched it, though? Supergirl. I've seen parts of an episode. I, I just right. can't get parts. past that. Now, I, I'm, I'm should with you. I, cer- should I be looking at this stuff? Well, no, I'm with you on a certain respect where I have no desire to look at this stuff. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I mean, uh, looking back at what I went through, you know, in my teen oh, years. There's Dennis Quaid's like, co-pilot, Joey. Don't Joey! Like, I don't like it when a Joey dies that quick. Joey, like you ain't jo- living so good. <laughs> you ain't living so good, Joey. <laughs> hey, Joey, how you doing? Not, not very good. I'm dead. <laughs> not good at all. By the way, when, when when he's yelling at Joey while he's dying, my new ringtone. <laughs> oh, is that for when I call you or text you? Yes. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, for so long it's been flying blind on a rocket cycle. I've yeah. got to update. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go but, ahead. Uh, so, Supergirl. No. Well, no, just I, I, looking at what we went through, like with the TV shows that were coming out at the time, yeah, like like that was a huge step forward, and like now with all the stuff out here, because it's so easy to do with the CGI now, I was like, ah, I, I can't be bothered. I just, you know, I'll wait it, for the movies now. I'll wait for a two hundred million dollar budget. And, and the thing is, there are a lot of people that have a problem with, and the this is what I would call a silly argument to have or a silly fight to have there are a lot of people that have a big problem with the person that plays the flash who i don't even know his fucking name in the tv show is not the flash in the justice league movies okay there 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 is a big deal about it there's like oh there's a perfectly good flash on television i don't know why they just didn't use that guy right they're not they're they're okay with them changing batman five times in the past 20 years (laughs) that's that's not that's not a debate but we're going to talk about Two it, different flashes. If if there was a Batman television show, they probably would have a problem because that well, person is not Batman in the Justice League films. All I all I have to say is I have I have news for them. If you read the comic books, it's a different person every time they switch uh, artists. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
you know, you so know shut the fuck up. You know what's interesting, and this is just a, and I know we're reviewing Enemy Mine, and we'll get to it, we promise. But oh, eventually. Well, eventually. Do we have to? Uh, <laughs> um, we, actually, we, we don't. We could just, we could just like never review it this episode. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Uh, <laughs> um, it was your challenge. I, I, I know we will. Don't worry. Uh, uh, what I was watching the Avengers a few days ago. It, it just happened to be on TV. I was flipping through channels and it was on, but I caught it at the beginning. And you know how the opening Marvel it opens up and it shows the different Avengers uh, in. Yeah. in Wait, well, which movie did you say you were watching? The Avengers. Or it was Infinity. Um, not Infinity War. It was um, the Age of Ultron. Okay. So the opening of the film starts with the Marvel logo, you know, all that shit. And then it shows all the different Avengers, kind of like in an anim not animated, but like it flips through like the comic book pages and you know it's you know, yes. Captain America, Iron Man, so on and so forth. <clears throat> well, DC does the same thing now. Because DC is now a brand like Marvel, to, and they're making their films. But one thing I noticed, because uh, when I saw Wonder Woman, I noticed in the beginning of the film, it showed all the characters from Justice League. And Green Lantern is in there. Oh, okay. And well, the, the only thing that I'm saying is it's been rumored that Green Lantern is going to be making an appearance in, going to be making an appearance in either Justice League Part 1 or 2 or both. And it's going to be this big surprise. They're, they're kind of keeping it secret, but it's rumored. Uh -huh. And I'm just curious if they go with Ryan Reynolds or if they go with somebody new. Yeah, and it, it, it wouldn't be crazy to have, you know, uh, a person in different franchises because Josh Brolin, you know, he's playing Thanos, but he's also going to play Cable in the, in the Deadpool sequel. So it would be, I mean not fine it, it's fine but it wouldn't be a crazy scenario that ryan reynolds is playing deadpool and green lantern again right now, i also noticed franchises <laughs> excuse me oh. i also noticed that they started um they changed the marvel opening too now it include it goes from the co comic book pages yeah. to showing actual scene like characters from the movies well that's what i was and, saying and, and now it's like marvel studios that's what i was saying but yeah. they, that's how I compared the two. That in the Marvel one, they showed you know uh, characters of the Avengers and, and other films, and yeah, then I'm saying, for, DC does uh, well, the same uh, thing. And I noticed that Green Lantern was in that list. But I'm saying up until recently, it was always the comic book. Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and, and I was just pointing that out. Yes, um, and then I was just pointing out something else, and now we've come full circle. Full circle. So it, it's just interesting that Green Lantern is rumored, but. And Green Lantern is in the opening of the DC uh, universe, the um, the moving logo, so oh, to speak. It was Guardians. It was Guardians of the Galaxy too. That's where I first noticed the, the new Marvel studio. Oh, maybe logo. that. Maybe that's what I noticed. It not. That, you know what? That, you, you know that, what? You're right. First, yeah, that's. I mean, that's where I first noticed um, that change. That's that's where I noticed it. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It was not Infinity. Not it. I keep saying Infinity War. That's that doesn't come out till next year. Uh, which, which I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy too. I thought it was good. I haven't seen it uh, uh, all, all the way through. I, I've heard people say they enjoyed it more than the first one, but I think that's just because uh, you were, the, the characters are already developed, so you don't have to spend as much time with the origin story. Okay. That's my personal. That's that's my personal reaction to when people say that. I thought it was good. I'm not sure how I would compare it to the first one. I haven't tried. But it, it was, I enjoyed it. It was good. 
Another and hey, another Howard the Duck appearance. I'm okay with that. Oh really? As like, uh, they, briefly, I got a feeling they're never going to do anything with Howard the Duck except just throw him in the background occasionally. <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with that. Unless James Gunn does it, then maybe it might be a decent flick. He, he won't. I know he no won't. One's, but no one's going to do Howard the Duck. No one's going to do Howard the Duck. No one's dumb enough to do Howard the Duck. Except who was who that? Uh, well, it was executive <laughs> produced and written by George Lucas. I forget yeah. who who directed it. It wasn't Ron Howard, right? Was it Dante? Oh God, was it Joe Dante? I want to say Joe Dante. I don't think so. It's been forever. I don't think um, it was any of those guys. Hang on. Maybe it was what's his face, the guy that did the first Captain America film. Willard. Joe. Hi- Joe, Hi- Joe Johnston. Oh, Will- Will- Willard Hawk. Hoik. Hoik. Hook? Huh. What has he done? Best defense. Okay. <laughs> Howard the Duck was the last thing he directed. Okay. Did he die? Um. If he was lucky enough. No. Well, no. His career died. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh, you oh. think Lucas would have thrown him a bone? Just like, listen, I directed it just the way you wanted it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Lucas fucking threw him under the bus. Hey, look what this guy did. Yeah. It's amazing fuck. that Ron Howard still has a career after fucking Willow. Because of Lucas. You know what I mean? I mean, Ron yeah. Howard was only, what, maybe six, was, six years Willow? or so into his career, if that much? If that Willow, much. Was, Willow was bad, but did it do poorly? Um, No, it did okay financially. It made its money yeah. back. but How it, the Duck did poorly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why his career died. Uh, well... I'm sure Lucas just kept saying, we need more money, more money, more, more, more. Oh, yeah, it's Lucas. What the fuck does he know? Yeah. All right, Enemy Mine. Enemy so, Mine. So, now, okay. Oh, no, I just wanted to mention that the oh. screenplay-wise, uh, the, the this is adapted from a novel by uh, I can't remember, I, Longyear. Barry Longyear. Yeah, Barry Longyear. And the person who wrote the screenplay also wrote um, The Lone Ranger, no, no, he's actor. What the fuck was I looking at before? Edward Kamara. Uh, oh, before the same year, he did Lady Hawk. Holy shit! Or he it was he had a story credit, so it was probably changed a lot. Okay. So he was he was involved. With, I mean, I think Enemy Mine is a uh, well plotted, well written uh, movie, and I have no problem with uh, Lady Hawk either. Oh, I love Lady Hawk. Yeah, that, that's another they, film that I uh, I grew up watching on Cinemax. Yeah, he, he didn't do he didn't really do anything mentionable after that after those two. So it, it's uh um as far as Enemy Mine uh being well written. Uh-oh. It's not it's not even uh poorly acted either. I mean, Dennis Quaid is is a little over the top and yeah, some Yeah, thank you for saying that. Okay, I mean, I mean I was, was going to uh, step in. <laughs> that's that's what he does though. He, that's his whole career. I don't know. This when he when he lights up the lake, uh, uh, when he lights it up, and he's like, "Die, burn you, mother!" And he's just got like wide oh. mouth and just. Okay. What are you doing? That, that's an over the top moment. I'm talking about when he's like trying to teach him how to eat or like, well, yeah. yeah, you know, food. I, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, yeah um, get, no, I know. We get it. <laughs> it, it, it it's, it's like this. His acting in this makes um, his acting in inner space seem understated. I was gonna say inner space. <laughs> Although one of my favorite films that Dennis Quaid ever did, ever, is probably DOA. Oh no, DOA, fucking awesome. You that know? is one of the most underrated films. It of that really decade. is. I mean, I think I've even mentioned it on the show before, but it was a film that we rented 
that which came out that came out in eighty eight. Uh, we rented that, and my father liked the idea of him being you know poisoned. But it started off. My father, he's like an action guy. If shit doesn't happen immediately, he's almost completely turned off and just will not. He just that's the way he is. Mm-hmm. As the fi- and the film builds tension and suspense as the film draws closer to the climax because he's only got so much time to live. He's been poisoned. So the movie starts off slow for my dad, and he's just like, oh, this movie's a piece of shit. By the end of the film, my father was saying it was amazing. <laughs> just because... And my father, he just couldn't... He just wasn't patient enough. Uh, he just wasn't patient enough. But DOA is probably my favorite Dennis Quaid film ever. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could look. I, honestly, I could look at his resume, but it's probably my favorite. Honestly, I would say that DOA, and and I'll get a lot of flack for this from a lot of people. I think it's better than the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I I, I think I, I think it does noir better than DOA, the original film did. I I, I, think, um, I think I think I think it's paced better. I think I, I could I, agree. I think, I think I agree with that. I I really I've seen both. I like old films. I usually lean the other way, but in this case, I really feel like they, they the translation to the, uh, what was that, 80s, right? 88, yeah. Yeah, the translation to 80s, uh, and it even still had kind of a 70s feel to it, even though it was definitely an 80s film. Sure. It was just uh, the style I, of filmmaking. They just nailed it. Oh, yeah. Both the direct, just both the cinematography and the writing. I just, I, I, I'll go back and watch that before I'll watch the original. That's just me. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. Also, but also at one point during the film, as uh, uh, as Quaid is stranded on this island and he's growing the beard, he's like, "This is turning into caveman, isn't it?" He's hey, he's looking more and more like Jesus as the film progresses too. I I kept waiting for him to say a tukalunda lana. A tukalunda, a lunda lana. Uh, yeah. I and knowing Wolfgang Peterson, I don't think it's a mistake that he looks so much like Jesus. At one point in the film, yeah, I, I, I'm you not know? a fan of the hair or the beard. I think it all looks incredibly fake. It always does. It uh, but always does. More so in this. I, I just, it's, it's almost like his face rejected the fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's very rare. I'll see a film where the fake beard fools me. Very rarely. Oh, I'm not saying fools. I mean, you know it's fake, but I mean... Well, no, I'm talking about where it's fake. like, hmm, did they grow out some of that beard and attach extensions, or is that did that person grow... Th- like, uh, John C. Riley in um, uh, Kong Skull Island, he grew a beard for like a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his beard. There, there's no doubt off. in my mind. And then shaved it off. <laughs> so, I still remember watching watch that, and I was like, who is that? I was like, think of Loki. So yeah, no, but who is it really? No, it's, it's really Loki. That's Loki. <laughs> That's Loki. <laughs> and then afterwards, she's like, okay, I like him now. That The beard thing was fucking... No, John C. Riley. You're, you're talking John C. Riley. I'm talking know, John C. Riley. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I know. But, right. but still. But no, he starts off with like a beard, too. A l- well, John C. Riley, yeah. Not in compa- not John C. Riley. Loki. Uh, it's like a five-day... It, it, no, it, there's enough there that she, Holly didn't recognize him. Um, so anyway, uh, anyway, so an enemy mine, basically this is like the 21st century. Uh, actually it's the 20, almost the 21st, 22nd century. It's near, it's near, it doesn't matter. But where I'm, 
it's so far in the future that alien life has been discovered and we sell planets and it basically we we've we've gone real estate in space it's, it's just, so far in the future that the space station still looks like 2001 well yeah and they're still wearing the, the like the, the 80s uh boy band uh vests yeah well you know the prob the problem that i have is that it's a, it's a space i mean wolfgang peterson is going for space epic or some sort of space drama um opera if you will it's just what he's going for and it's heavy on 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 the drama and you know building the friendship and stranded on this planet which apparently the atmosphere is (laughs) a-okay i don't need a helmet just i could just land there and i can breathe it just fine i don't know why we haven't colonized it but anyway maybe because of the constant uh meteor showers yeah Oh yeah, be part of it. Like this one's low on the real estate ladder. It's just like you don't want that planet. That one's you know, that's it's like you know the bad house on the in the bad part of town. It's like they you, w- you want to go to the next town over. Go to the they, next they, solar system. They 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 want uh, they want the nice planets that the uh, that the uh, what what is it the Zacks? Uh, Drac. I didn't take notes. Drax. Drac. <laughs> Drax. Drac. Yeah, they want the Drac planets. Those are nice planets. You you saw that end shot. Yeah, uh, the drag planet. They apparently nice had green planet. Yeah, but they had no budget to elaborate on that last shot. Just they they just had a oh. voiceover. Oh, by the way, um, opening opening of the film when they first go on that planet, I, I I'm, I'm turning to Holly. I'm like, man, the lost art of, of background, uh, uh, fucking psych psych what. what? Matte paintings, matte paintings. Oh, matte paintings. Oh, yeah. The last art of like the, the lost art of matte paintings in the background. Look at this; it's beautiful. By the end, you get to the last dra- scene on the Drac Island. It's like, what are they fucking like? Use crayons on this? What's going on? <laughs> just ran out of money. Come on. They just that end was put together with just toothpicks and spit. It just not good. And. and Dennis Quaid is narrating at one point, and then there's a whole different person narrating by the time you get to the end of the movie. Oh, the, the film should have no narration whatsoever. Period. But yeah. I bet Wolfgang I th- Peterson fought for it. I, I think they wanted the Star Wars ending, and they ran, you know, you know like ending the first Star Wars. Sure, the, sure. But they ran out of money. That's my theory. Why? Well, that's, like, hey, that's what hey, I said. They had no budget for that end. We spent so much money on Lou Gatsit, we couldn't even afford a beard. And look at Lou Gatsit. I mean, he he didn't do any kind of. He didn't shuffle once. Hey, <laughs> well, oh, he presented a, quite a few times, though. Oh yeah, Lou, Lou, yeah, Lou. Show me that ass. Look at that. <laughs> Ooh. Where's the saline? Where's the saline? We need this. We need to get this guy to cry in the shot. Uh, he can't do it now. Now this is Lou. We need the saline. <laughs> Um, I mean, he, he, he put, he put everything into this film, Lou. He really did. Yeah. Um, he tried to show his acting chops big time. He did, you know, well, that was one thing too. Holly said, um, oh yeah. I mean, like, I mean, look at it. They got like, a, like, like a, the, like a big actor, like Lou Gatz. I think she, what did she say? Like, like the, like the, the top black actor. I was like, no, no, no. Lou Gatz. It was not the top black actor of the eighties. He was well known, but no, he was not the top <laughs> black actor. I think not uh, even close. Sidney Poitier was still the biggest black actor. That was the first thing I said. Sidney Poitier, plot, plot, Sidney Porch chair. Sidney Porch chair. Like, you dumbass. 
I was like, come on. Nobody gets it. Except Lou you, except you and you know, me. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Gatson is not. No. Yeah. Mr. Iron Eagle is not. <laughs> Iron Eagle? Top black actor. Come on. Oh, come on. You didn't think of Iron Eagle during the, the, the fight sequence? Well, of course so, I did. Opening, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Shit. If we hadn't reviewed it already, I'd be expecting that as the challenge. I mean, come on. Now, the, You're the one focus. question I have is how come... These they're in war and they're flying these ships. You're in out of deep focus, space, good right? sir. What? You're out of focus. <laughs> Better? Yes. Alright. They're in deep space. I mean they're they're flying these warships. They're in having a war and they're in deep space flying these things. Yes. And he gets stranded on his planet and, and the Drac gets you know, uh what's his name? Right. Uh, gets, uh, Jerry. Lugas- yeah, Jerry. Jerry. He gets stranded on a planet too. And I'm thinking they don't have homing beacons for these things? You know, and that's one of my biggest problems with this. Now, Dennis Quaid and yeah. Jerry are fighting with their buddies against each other. They see them fly off into this planet, and they just turn around and go home. Well, like, I thought they blew the other ones up, so no one no, saw them. No, D- Dennis Quaid's friends, all three of them, they're just, uh, near the end of the film, they're like, oh, he's still alive. It's like, <laughs> like you assholes, you didn't even bother to come look for me. But, but... When he like when he steals the ship at the end and goes back to the planet, like they they find him almost immediately. It's like oh now you got a tracking. Well yeah after, exactly. Well, after, hey after you got lost we just said hey tracking tracking beacons good idea good Let's idea. Start doing it. And, and the thing is I don't want to hear anyone's uh, uh, excuse that well they didn't know where they went. It's like there's a giant planet right there. Where else could they be? And it's right there. In the, in the three years it took uh, for them to realize hey we should put uh, tracking beacons. I, I think I think uh, Quaid's character was responsible for two major uh, uh, changes in the Starfleet. Right. One at the beginning of the film, one at the end. At the beginning, he's like, "Oh, okay, we lost him. I guess we should start putting track tracking uh, tracking beams in these things." And at the end, it's like, "Hey, maybe we should start checking to make sure these guys are really dead first. <laughs> instead of like instead of just like throwing them out into deep space with Christmas wreaths. What the fuck's with that? Yeah." <laughs> Oh, and I love that space but, garbage. And they 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 j- just try to underline how like unceremoniously their soldiers are disposed in outer space. They've got the the Christmas wreaths in that tube, and he just hit the foot pedal. <laughs> That's it. It's like ah, no music for this guy. <laughs> uh, and the only reason why they just didn't throw him into space was because he didn't have a tag. They're so incompetent that they forgot to put a tag on him. That's the only reason why he didn't get thrown into space. Because if there was a tag, they wouldn't even have opened up the the bag. That he just would have went into space. I, I just I just hate to think that the whole uh, structure of their plan when it comes to deceased is just throw them on the conveyor belt and let Bob and Steve take care of it. They'll check everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you want to you want to see if he's alive? No, Bob and Steve are good. No, so should we fine. check for identity or anything? No, Bob and Steve will take care of it. I mean, it's. <sighs> When the film was made, it was supposed to take place, I don't know. Oh, and like and a, got- almost two hundred years into the more. Well, actually, it was like twenty one ninety. So it's over two hundred years in the future. We had homing beacons in nineteen eighty five. So also, what the fuck? And tell me why when they bring him back, how come? How come they have what was like a three hundred square foot? Uh, hospital facility closed off for one bed. 
what is this stuff? What, he's not the Hulk. What I the mean, fuck is this about? Who knows? I mean, they didn't elaborate on it, but the only thing I can think of is maybe they're just well, quarantining him in case he's got some sort of like weird disease. Or maybe since the, <laughs> it's like how come how come our mortality rate is how come our like our, our death rate is so high, but our injured rate is so low? Maybe because no one's checking to see if they're alive before they ship them over to Bob and Steve. <laughs> Bob and Steve. Hey, this guy's alive. Has this happened before? Uh-huh. I wouldn't know. We just throw him into space. <laughs> I'm going to say, no, it's never happened before. <laughs> they, have like one, they have one hospital bed. It comes up so rarely. Yeah. It you just, know? I mean, we haven't changed the sheets on this thing in a fucking, you know, a decade. So it's uh, the mattress. Look at this. It's like it's brand new. <laughs> and, I, and I love the whole, I love when they bring him back in the, like the, the, <clears throat> the higher ups. Like, yeah, we found him and. He's been on this planet, stranded on this planet for three years, and we think he's working for the enemy. Oh, that's exactly right. Uh, first of all, yeah, he was stranded alone on a planet for three years. He must be spying for them. And then after that, it's like, oh, but nothing came with that, so now I'm, i got a flight suit and I'm going to steal a ship. <laughs> well, how, what, what was the investigation? I think the investigation went as far as it should be. After that scene, he was like, are you fucking stupid? They let Bob and Steve do the investigation. Yeah. So it was well, over and- quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got nothing, sir. You sure? Yeah. Nothing. Uh, the, the, that guy who came up with that theory should have been um, um, the uh, the uh, principal from Back to the Future. Oh. <laughs> Does that guy ever had hair? He's been... <laughs> <laughs> He's been he's been abandoned on he's been on an abandoned planet for three years and he's been slacking the entire time for the enemy slacking, and uh, he, he gets to the enemy mind universe through a, a portal in uh, He Man, in Masters of the Universe. That's how he that's gets right. there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they shooting. Um. Uh, now I mean. Storyline. Okay, uh, he ends up stranded on this planet. Because he's shooting, he shoots down Lou Gossett's ship. Right. And he flies down to the planet to go after him, uh, or he loses control. His intention was to go after him, but then he loses control. And both Lou Gossett, Jerry, and Dennis Quaid's character, um, what's his name, Willis, uh, they end up on this planet together. And no one, no, nobody comes looking for him. Darwich. But... They don't really elaborate on Dennis Quaid shooting down or, or killing a bunch of Drac in the film. It just They're just buddies at some point. Well, I mean, there's a long... It's three years that the, that the majority of the film takes place in. Yeah. And there's a lot of passage of time. Uh, like, Holly complained at one point, because uh, during the first part... Uh, well, basically, where I'm getting at, it, what I'm getting at is... What are you getting at, sir? Neither side goes to look for their man. <laughs> no, no. The, the Drac is... They basically, they're no better than the humans. They're just like, well, I don't know where he went. It's goodbye. Just n- nobody's looking for anyone. No. There's this war that they're fighting over, basically, space real estate. <laughs> and it just... Nobody... It's... Uh... Yes. But... But what I'm getting at is, so like you have you have one scene where uh, Jerry, Jerry is like holding his holding his gun on Willis, and he's like, yeah, you're, like making him build the shelter, and and 
and he can't even like he's trying to learn the language then you cut to like i don't know a week later and suddenly they're like they're like paling around like shit yeah it's shit and she had a, i was like and I, I say you know we don't have time to go through all this shit we he has to like he has to like raise his kid yeah. soon we <laughs> yeah, have way we, too much stuff to do in an hour and a half film an yeah, hour we, an hour and like an hour of this film an hour a, a solid hour of this film uh, it takes place over the course of three years we don't have the fucking time pretty much and yeah. and judging by wolfgang peterson i'm surprised that this film isn't longer you know it could be they, they just don't actually i don't believe that there's any kind of uh, an extended cut that was ever or I, never released i don't think this was ever thought of to be this was not shot to be an epic yeah i'm looking at the runtime here 108 minutes and that's it 108 an hour and 48 minutes oh 108 okay yeah sorry um, long day <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> Um. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, no it's it just space epic. You're right. I, I mean, the we got to, Well, no, that's what Wolfgang Peterson tried to make. No, I don't think he tried to make an epic with this. I think the film is very um, understated. With, with the musical but, score and the way they tried to do well, space that, and all he, that. He made a theater, He made a theatrical. I mean, when I say epic, I'm thinking Braveheart. I'm thinking uh, uh, 300. This is not an epic film. It's about two people on a, on a planet. This is a this is actually a very closed film. So I mean, there's a big empty expanse around them. This isn't supposed to be a grand. Yeah, the, the cast epic. is not. It's not a very large cast at all. It's not a large cast. You got the Weasley face guy. Oh, it's always great to see him in a film. Oh, Brian James. Brian, Brian I love Bri- I love Brian, Jones, Brian James. Jones. Brian James Jones. Whatever Weasel face is. I Brian like James. I was right the first time. It's Brian. 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 He's uh, British. My problem is every time I see him, I think of crime, uh, crime wave, crime wave. <laughs> that little uh, crime wave. Uh, unfortunately, I think of uh, the horror show. Horror show. He was good in the horror show. No, fortunate about that. No, no. Well, no, no, no. He did have that time period where he kept doing the laugh, and then eventually he said, "I'm not doing the fucking laugh anymore." Hey, dude, he, he was in a. Uh, Blade Runner. He was in Blade Runner. He was in the opening yeah. of the film, where he's, he's getting asked all these kind of different questions, and uh, when he he's ha- in more than the opening of the film, he's he's one of the three simulants. No, no I know that, but I'm saying okay. he's in the opening of the film. I'm just saying that you see him in the very beginning of the movie. Of course, he's in the movie. Holy shit! You know where I'm going with it. <laughs> I I just don't know why you're going that way. That's all. I, you don't know. Which I know. Way you're going. I know where you're going. I don't know why you took the right. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to take a left a minute. <laughs> right turn, Clyde. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, when he gets asked that question about the, the tortoise or the turtle being left on its back shell, what do you do? And he's like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> it's just a question. And he's just like, he doesn't like the way he, he's uh, made to feel. <laughs> Goes a little crazy in that scene. Good opening yeah. scene. Um. So anyway... I- yeah, they're, anyway. they're stranded on this planet, and the fir- you're right. The first hour of the film is just them on the planet. Lou Gatsa doesn't, and and no spoiler here. If you watch the trailer alone, you know that Lou Gatsa does not make it. The original theatrical trailer shows that Lou Gatsa has this kid and gives it to Dennis Quaid. Well, because Quaid knocked him up. Yeah, <laughs> don't look at me. Um, but uh, it uh, he doesn't make it out of the first hour of the uh-huh. film, so. No spoiler there. 
But the the trailer shows that. The trailer, I mean, back in 1985, they they gave a lot away in 1985. Mm. Yeah. Got these two guys on a planet and the whole scene of him dying, giving birth, or dying, and then Dennis Quaid has to basically, you know, yank this kid out of him. Right. Uh, If you watch the trailer before you see the film, there's no... This is for me. There's, there's no dramatic effect. There's no suspense. There's no mourning. It, you know, it, it's just kind of not there because you know it's coming. It's it's or it's happening. This is going to sound very weird, but yeah, I think that the baby Drac is probably the best baby special effects I've ever seen. I believe that was a real alien baby. <laughs> Fuck Avatar. I was like, yeah, that's a when it's like moving the legs and stuff. It's like that's a real alien baby. I don't know where they got it from. It looked a little mechanical to me. I Come they on. put it good. I thought I thought it was I I I was totally. I, you were sold. Spe- yeah, the, the 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 practical effects in this film are, ex- with the exception of Quaid's beard, <laughs> are phenomenal. No, they're they're very good. Uh, all of Lou Gossett's makeup is really good. Um, it, this is going to sound makes- bad, but I think they they color matched his his uh, makeup to his skin. <laughs> That does that does sound very bad. It sounds uh, bad, but I think it's the truth. No, I think it's very bad. Uh, but th- th- tell me, it's not the truth, though. I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's very bad. Those the lips. I don't think there's any makeup on those I, lips. That, I think those are. I'm, I'm going cha- to change gears. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> but and but the practical effects are so like well done. We drink it. That here. it allows you to forg- forgive the the slow de- de- degrade of the matte paintings. And the not so good blue screening and the cheesy laser shots, in, yeah. And anything involving ships flying in space, and you can look overlook all of that because you look at Lou Gossett's head and you're like, I that looks like a real alien head. That's pretty good. Yeah, all the and blues- he's got the he's got like the krill straining thing instead of the teeth there. Like, you yeah. know, um, it's it's I'm I really, uh, I, I think at the time it, it was uh, I think that was one of the main reasons the film got a lot of attention besides that it was a well-done film was because the practical effects were spot on. Yeah, and and, and what you were saying about the blue screening, uh, we they, they used blue screening before they kind of morphed over into green screen. Uh, I think when everything went digital, it kind of went to green screen. I don't, yeah. I, I don't remember why. Why was it blue and then it, it turned to green? Uh, green... I think it's just the technology. Green became easier than blue. I think that I don't know. I'm just that's a wild guess. Okay, it might work. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I want to say one. I want to say blue. analog and digital. Blue was analog. Digital became uh, or that's, green became digital. That's another good guess. I mean, I know you can still you can still buy blue screen or green screen, uh, but green screen just seems to be the norm. Green is now the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. Uh, the practical effects were excellent. The sets, I mean, th- this was largely filmed on on a, on on a set. Actually, I don't believe it was filmed outside of a set. I think the whole movie is on a set. The entire thing. Oh. No, I think they shot on location. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just thinking, how did they get into space and shoot on location like that? Uh, Especially without tracking beacons, you're gonna get you lose the you, crew. You lose the crew every time. Uh, the whole thing was was built on a set. I, I don't believe uh, they had any, like in Mission to Mars, they went out to New Mexico and just put a red filter on shit. Oh no, this was a set. I, I can't. I the mean, whole thing. Yeah, if you look up shooting locations on IMDb, I'm sure they're all sound stages. I, I can't. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
I can't think this, of any. This is uh, a Universal picture, so it was on the Universal lot. Now, uh, so now another problem I have with the film oh, Jesus is Jesus Christ. I, this is on the screen right now. <laughs> now with the title "Enemy Mine," I get it. They're enemies, and they land. They land on the planet, and then they become friends. Right. But no one ever steps on the fucking mine. <laughs> it's like a huge plot hole. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a double take on that. It's got more yeah, than one I would. Move. I double. I kept double taking because no one's stepping on the mine. Yeah. Unless they mean the mine they were mining at the end, but that's more. I mean, they weren't really mining. They weren't underground. They were more like uh, siphoning. I don't know. I think it was. It, it's it's a take on. Well, they were mining. No, they were miners. There was rock there. I, right. I you know. I would. I would draw. I. They're enemies, and then eventually there's a fight at the mine. It, it comes full circle. But what I'm getting at is, I think it's a, it's it, it's a take on the two words. As well, oh, uh, <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing right now? I, you know, I just like how you're actually going to try to explain it to me now. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you, <laughs> what? What should we rate the film and just move on? <laughs> oh, I mean. Um, uh, sure. Yeah. I, I, there's not much else to say about it. No. Well. What you got anything else? Well, no. I was gonna give my other take on on the on the words "enemy mine." I mean, obviously, what it means. I, that's I know. It, obviously, okay, it, fine. It, I, I was I was fucking with you. That's why. That's why it was funny when you started. Uh, I, Scott, I think what it actually means is I'm like, no. I didn't say that. I think I said I think what it also means is. That also. That's what it. <laughs> yes. See when I'm wrong on purpose, like you don't. <laughs> anyway, it's anyway. six point nine. It's six point nine now. Uh, on so basically, it's a seven. Yeah, which I think is a little high. Do you? Well, I mean, listen. I I grew up watching this film. I liked this film as a kid. I still liked the movie, but I I think seven. I don't think it's good enough for a seven. Tell you what. I'll meet you. I'll, I'll, we'll start at seven, and we'll take one off for the shitty ending. And voiceover. I can live with that. All right, and the beard. And Dennis Quaid overacting. And yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm curious about the demographics on this man. A lot of boring demographics of the films we're watching recently. Uh, only yeah. two females under 18 have reviewed this film, and they gave it an average of 7.5. Wow. That's frightening. Um, you know why? Because there's childbirth in it. It's very maternal. That's probably why. And wh what's the and age? 45? Under 18. Oh, under 18. Yeah, the, well, the why, opposite. Why would they give a shit about maternal and childbirth? It's because they're little girls. Oh, girls, God. You know, shut up. Uh, the high, but, so. so they they have the highest demographic with just the two of those. Those two, those two underage girls have the highest demographic. Lowest demographic would be... Um, Males over 45 and males under 18. They tie at 6.7. Okay. That's nice we see generations agree on something there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, not much else going on in there. Uh, now, um, my challenge to you. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Takes place in space. Stop. Really? Yeah, it's, it's space film. Okay. And it uh it came out in the 80s. What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> this is like the seventh or eighth film in a row in the 80s. I know. And actually, I'm doing this to you on purpose because you challenged me to any mind. Because I was like, you know, that's not that bad of a film. This is like a... I, I think you need to be punished. Is this Ice Pirates? Are you challenging me to Ice Pirates? Almost. You're close. You're very close. It was almost Ice Pirates, but I didn't want to do a comedy. Okay. But yeah, the whole, that was a... You is, were, it, is it Space Hunter? It is not Space Hunter. I'll give you one more guess. Can I have a hint? Um, I mean, well, Space, 80s, two. I mean... There's, that's, I can 80s. only work with so much. Uh, Robert Englund is in it. Robert Englund. Robert Englund what the fuck and did he do? Sid Haig are both in this. Sid Haig should give it away. No, I know I know who Sid Haig is, but I I, I and I'm not picture, get... I'm not picturing this '80s sci-fi film. I didn't say sci-fi. I said space. It is sci-fi, but I didn't say that. <laughs> you can't have space without sci-fi. It just doesn't exist. It, it can. Well, Solaris. Yeah, you're right. No, Solaris is, Solaris is sci-fi. Oh, my God. It is the driest sci-fi ever. It is. Well, have, the American version or the Russian version? Huh. Both. Which one have you watched? I've seen both. Oh, yeah. Okay, me too. Yeah. Right. One is not no, much better than the other. No, not at all. But the Russian one's a little bit drier. It is a little drier. Little, um, but Robert but England. the American one seems drier because it's so unusual for a, a an American sci-fi film. True. I mean, Solaris, the American version, makes two thousand and one seem like a madcap romp through space. Madcap. Sid Mad Haig, eighties space sci-fi. And yep. I'm drawing a blank. So you're gonna have to tell me. Drawing a blank. You're gonna have to tell uh, me. All right. Um, tell you what, I'll give you three words, and one of them is of. Three in the title. Uh, is it the middle word? Is of yes, the middle yes, word? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's the only way that works. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got of mice and men. I mean, obviously. Uh, that's four words. That, no kidding. I'm not guessing of mice and men. <laughs> Just saying. You're saying that's how it works, and I'm saying it can work a different way. Oh, you know who else is in this? I who forgot. Who else is in this? Um, uh, Joni. Joni Cunningham. Now I'm really lost. Erin Moran. Uh, uh, no, uh, I know, uh, I know, who, I know who she is, but yeah, who died recently? Um, she OD'd. That was the one where Scott Baio, the whole Trump thing, said that. Uh, yeah. Like, Asshole. Yeah, that's saying yeah, that, that his his dick was small or something. Her brother. You want another actor? Yeah, I, don't know, my, I don't think it's going to help. My favorite, my favorite Martian, Ray Walston. He's also in it. I, You know what? I, I, I'm of the belief I've never seen this movie because it should. I should be guessing it, and I'm not. All right. We are we're going to be... Re uh, start over again. We are going to be reviewing the 1981... Sci-fi space epic, Galaxy of Terror. I've never seen that. You are in for a treat. Sir. I don't think. Not only have I never have I never seen that movie. I want to say I've never heard of it either. Get which ready is, which for which is very rare. Yeah, this is a this is a this is yeah. 
you're in for a treat. I'm looking forward to it. And I saw this as a child on cable. Oh, God. And I should not have seen this as a child. <laughs> so. It's rated R. Yeah, it is. Oh, boy. Nice. Yeah. And I'm almost 100% positive we've never reviewed this. Galaxy of Terror. Yes. Oh. Look at that. Hey, bud. Hey, I'm just uh -oh. about to uh, finish up here, so look at that. Listen, go upstairs. Yes, go upstairs. I'll be up in a minute. All right? I'll be up in a minute. I think it's time to end the show. Yes, it is. All right, everybody. Uh, this is episode 253 of Movie Sucktastic. As always, thank you for joining us. We, uh, I think I finally figured out the website problems. So you can go to moviesucktastic.com and you can listen to the show live every week with us while we review the movie. You can listen to the show on the website. You can download it to your favorite MP3 player, whatever you're using. Um, you can go to iTunes and you can download the show or listen to it there as well. You can also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Everything we post from trailers to when we go live to just movie news, whatever is on our minds goes there. We highly recommend that you go and like the Facebook page. You can go to our Tumblr page. It's moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Scott keeps up that end and he does a very good job of it. So I highly recommend that you go visit it. Don't, don't make the face. Um, you can email us. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic. You can leave us voicemail. The number is 908-514-4470. And if you want, we highly recommend that you download the free Android app for your phone or tablet or whatever you're using Android-wise. It's 100% free. You can't go wrong. Everything I said is in it. You can listen to the show with it. You can look at movie posters. You can go onto the web. You can buy merch. It's all there in one nice, neat, tidy little package. Highly recommend that you grab that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, that about does it. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Joey! 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 Where would you be without me, Jerry? No, Joey. No. Well, no, I was doing a line that Dennis Quaid... So was said, I. Yeah, I know, but the line is, where would you be without me, Jerry? And he just says, back home. Yeah. But where anyway, would Joey be? Joey's dead. Exactly. I don't like it when, just like the way you don't like when Scott Wilson dies in movies, I don't like when a Joey dies in a movie. I don't like it. I, I think that's a universal thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, everybody. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. -bye.